1: Hello, and uh, welcome to Things Worth Considering. I'm your host, Gordredell, and I am here with my lovely co host, Alexia Georgiosis. Hello. She's a doctor of naturopathy. So uh, we're going to keep it as natural as we can, all about our <laughs> connections. Uh, now, I'm here with two um, uh, wonderful women uh, Karen J. Moore and Barbara Allen. Hello to both of you. Hi. Bart, are you excited? We are very excited. Yeah. Okay, let me tune in. Let me tune in. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're really excited. You're overexcited. Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, this is uh, live, and we welcome you to give us a call. Uh, you can call us at uh, toll-free at 888-346-9141. All right, that's 888 888- 346 346-9141. one four one. It is toll free. We'd love to hear from you and join in on our discussion. So both of these ladies are uh, uh, mediums. They are. That's a major connection for them is with the world of spirit. Uh, importantly, though, is teaching people uh, to trust in their own uh, uh, abilities. Uh, I don't like using the word gift um, because I think everybody's got it. Uh, it's just to what degree that we bring it out. So Barbara. How did you get into this work? What's your story here?
2: Oh, well, um, I've always had uh, experiences throughout my life with um, either from a paranormal uh, perspective or a healing perspective. And um, probably about seven years ago now, I ended up at a really low point in my life. And so that took me to a counselor that pointed me to the direction of um, a spiritual store where I actually had an impromptu reading. And uh, within that reading, the lady said, she said, you are a healer and you are an intuitive. And if this uh, calls to you, I really encourage you to um, take classes. And she told me about Reiki and mediumship and intuition. And um, it felt like when she was explaining these things to me that she was opening up something that I had within me that I wasn't. Aware of before she spoke, and so um, I just jumped on it as soon as I could. I went um, right to learning Reiki, I enrolled in a development class for intuitive uh, development, and yeah, that's where I met Karen, was through Reiki training. So, and the rest is just, oh, okay, yeah,
1: okay, cool, cool, very cool. And Karen, what's your story?
3: Uh, Well, um, Barb and I have some similarities. Uh, I grew up in a Christian family. Uh, My dad is a minister, and uh, I was fortunate that they recognized I connected to spirit by being uh, in nature, around water or in the water, um, by writing, and definitely through music. And, you know, I had some health issues as a young person that really gave me a different perspective on life. And uh, then, you know, in my late 20s, I had a precognitive dream that really, you know, kind of awakened me and, and shook me, I think, all at the same time. Uh, my brother-in-law died by suicide, and I started to find dimes. And, you know, um, I started to take development classes as well. And uh, so then I went to the Arthur Finley College in England. and. Uh, yeah, it was awesome
1: place. Yeah, it was
3: a really awesome place, and and so I've taken a lot of classes since. And uh, um, you know, I, I think the the reason I do it, Gord, if I can just explain that a little bit, is my why. Uh, I one of my developmental classes, uh, the woman invited me to go to the class, and I thought I was going to observe. And she said, "You know how to do this? You've been doing this for a long time." And I said, "You know, I really don't." Uh, she hand, she handed me a clipboard and said, "Just write down everything you hear, feel, see, and know." And I was still trying to wrap my head around that as she was explaining to this woman who came for a reading from all these students. and uh, she said, "No, the students are just going to gain some insight and and then they'll explain to you you know what they got. And uh, so I immediately saw my brother-in-law in my head. and uh, but I knew that this person Brian was forty nine, and this person was twenty four. And then then I saw a calendar with different dates, and I felt this person's personality, and I knew that he had a brother named Michael. And so when I stood up to explain this to the, to, uh, the group of students, the woman said, so let me get this straight. This is your first time doing a reading? And I said, yes. And she said, I've been waiting six years to hear from my son who died by suicide, and tonight my healing journey begins. Wow! And it, it, wow. Was such a, it was such a humbling experience that I figured if I could help people on their healing path, that was my why.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a great story. Yeah,
3: it's that's a really a, great that's story. That's an awesome
1: story. You know, people, people want to develop this. And uh, I was telling someone earlier, um, I know of a man who sat in a development circle religiously every week for 20 years. And heard nothing. 20 years. But he never, ever doubted or gave up. He just believed that his energy was getting in line. And after 20 years, he went on to become sort of one of uh, the hot uh, the hot guys around town. Uh, public demonstrations and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, he needed to move a little bit later into his life, you know, for, I guess, things to calm down or whatever. But it was, uh, yeah, six years. Somebody, would, you know, she knew that she would get it. Yeah, it was pretty amazing, really. That's an amazing experience. That's cool. Okay. And, um, and so how did you guys end up working together?
3: Okay. Uh, well, uh, well, uh, we met each other through Reiki, as Barb said, and then uh, the pandemic really provided an opportunity for us <laughs> to get together uh, because, you know, we don't live in the same area. And so we were able to do it on Zoom. And uh, so we talked about the different things that we could do, and we thought that we could offer uh, demonstrations uh, for free for anyone to join in. And we've had people. We've done twelve demonstrations and had people from all around the world. Uh, so wow. it's been pretty, pretty great.
1: You've been uh, you've been doing demonstrations on Zoom.
3: We have, yeah, okay. live demonstrations. It's been really you know a, a learning experience for us for sure. And- uh, but we've also invited guests to join
4: us. Oh, interesting. So so with these demonstrations, do you find that the people that attend typically have a particular question or a need?
2: Uh, I find that um, there's actually um, many different uh, types of individuals that join us for our demonstrations. We find that uh, at first we were posting in uh, groups where there were fellow uh, mediumship students. Um, And so we had a lot of people that were learning to do mediumship and in development groups with us um, that came to support us also to receive messages, but also to learn um, our style of mediumship and really um, what worked and what didn't work for them as well. Um, And then we do have family and friends that uh, come in as well. And um, we hope that we ought to receive people in our groups that are, uh, even just curious, you know, this is uh, a really healing platform that we give and we work uh, very hard with spirit to um, give people um, evidence of life after death in a very in a very healing capacity. So um, we're pleased when we find out that there's people that uh, don't know much about mediumship, possibly have never had a reading and come in to watch what a weekend.
0: Listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgusis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering.
1: Hi, and welcome back. This is uh, Gord Riddell and uh, Alexia. Uh, We're also here with Karen and Barbara. Um, I just want to remind you that uh, you are welcome to give us a call. At uh, it's toll free eight 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 three four six nine one four one. And if you have questions uh, about mediumship training, so let's get right back to it. Uh, you, we were talking about you know people and and sort of developing and the importance of evidential mediumship. Uh, what about uh, what about people who uh, you know they, they know it's there but they're terrified of it.
3: You know, I think that's so true, Gord. I I think there's a lot of things that, you know, may stop people. It's, you know, perhaps fear of the unknown, or, uh, you know, surrendering control, or maybe it's, you know, their family or cultural beliefs that they have, you know, uh, or that maybe they'll hear things that they don't want to (laughs) hear.
1: Well, there's, there's also, I think, mass media really feeds into the fear piece.
0: You oh, know yeah. that yeah.
1: Uh, you know where things are going to start bumping and crashing in the night and 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 stuff like that. You know, you you gave a great saying here: the oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear, and the oldest and strongest kind of fear is the fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not so true. Per- I mean, well, that's exactly is, what's playing out with the pandemic.
4: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. This this aspect too around the fear with uh, for both of you, Barb and Karen, how. When when people are interested, because I've met I've met people who have said they feel this ability, but they are terrified of it, and they don't know how to control it, or they don't know anything about it, and it's it's quite challenging for them to find someone to guide them that also is uh, safe, because very often, as you said, Karen people's cultures or their religions for example and it's and we know historically it's been demonized very much so so I think it's fantastic that you guys offer this kind of training but what what would you say to someone who feels this but they're very scared of it
2: I actually had that experience in the last um, class that Karen and I Taught on intuitive and mediumship development, and um, after the the one of the courses, one of the students came and she, we were talking, and she said, "You know, I don't I don't feel comfortable with this." And and obviously, like um, respecting where someone's coming from with that is of the utmost importance. But um, also just letting them know and having that conversation about um, everything being energy, I find, and really like normalizing. You know, someone who has passed over um, the only difference in energy is the fact that their physical body is now, uh, not there. And so, you know, really, um, having that understanding and really, um, um, Asking people to uh, take time through meditation or through sitting in the power or really feeling uh, their loved ones that have passed really gives them a feeling of safety instead of thinking like, oh, some guy's going to come through the I don't know and, and it might scare me. But really getting them attuned to themselves and their energy as well as getting them um, attuned to uh, sitting with dad who's in spirit or sitting with mom who's crossed over. So, um, that kind of feeling, uh, allows people to understand and to get a, a better grasp, I find on the energy of what they're feeling. And once they feel like they're, uh, they have a safe place and, and it feels safe to them, then they're more opened and they can relax more and then their energy balances out. And then, um, then that's when more uh, communication can take place if that's what they choose, but. Um, I think even not with mediumship, even just intuitively, uh, intuition is so important every day, and we use it more than we know. And, um, and that so- was one of my other questions around the intuition, that how, mm-hmm. how uh,
4: you know, we, we definitely don't support that overall in our society. We sort of, you know, uh, bury it with facts and information or data but and and the thinking so intuition how can people discern or or get a sense of oh this is my intuition or is it something else
2: um i think that for mediumship i find um i can only go for what i feel personally so um often um, I will get something, or if I talk to others, they get uh, very similar things too. Often you may feel a cold breeze, or a tingling, or a knowing, or feeling uh, like something's beside you, or like there's an energy shift uh, with mediumship. Um, with intuition, it's more like um, like a quick hit where you weren't thinking and it's like, Oh, I knew, I knew Sarah was going to call. And then she, she calls, or, um, you knew that parking spot was going to be opened and it was opened. Um, just learning to really uh, channel that and to, um, I guess understand how you are intuitive in your everyday life. And then, um, if you want to expand on learning and growing that intuition, then you can. Okay, great.
1: Yeah. The, the, um, you know, that, that whole thing of the intuition and not, we just don't trust it. We're so analytical in our society, yet it really does, Barbara, like that you're saying, it just plays out all the time. And, you know, I, certainly women are much more in touch with their feelings. Therefore, they're, they're, you know, the intuitive woman is much more likely than the intuitive man. Uh, because man's got to go through the whole thing of getting the emotions happening first, uh, which isn't true. Uh, you know, some, some of the top people uh, who are head of corporations, say males, uh, you know, you can take a whole class of MBAs and put them in as heads of corporations, and which is what they want. Uh, but only certain ones will actually, you know, really rise to the top and really make, you know, a lot of money and do really, really well. And they're the ones that, if you walk in and say, "I've got this idea," no, got this idea, yes. But they can't tell you why they gave you that answer. Afterwards, they can analyze it and say, "Okay, well, this is why I said blah blah blah." And go through it all, but it's that gut. It's that gut feeling, it's that gut reaction, and we're not given an opportunity. I don't think to to uh, uh, really cherish that, you know, in in our in our life at all. It just, you know, we just don't, you know. Well, no, I want. I need you to tell me why you're saying no now. Often the intuitive can't do that, you know. I think if, you know people who are afraid of flying. Once they learn how flying really works, the the fear begins to go away. I think that when people understand why it's not that easy to connect to spirit and what's really going on there vibrationally and energetically, um, I think sometimes might help them a little bit. You know, uh, do you want to talk about, you know, sort of, I have to bring my vibration up, but they have to bring their vibration down. You know?
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's right. So, we're, we're all made of energy, electromagnetic energy and our, you know, body, mind and spirit. And, you know, we often talk to people and talk about how like attracts like. So, you know, if we're angry, you know, we may attract, you know, angry people. And, and we talk about gratitude, having a sense of gratitude. And then that attracts more gratitude. You know, so, you know, we work with people, you know, on that kind of language. Um, there's a little book called uh, Angel Words. And in it, they give examples of uh, high private brevi- High vibrational words uh, versus lower vibrations. So we've all heard the saying, "Damned if you do, damned if you don't." Mm-hmm. But what about blessed if you do, blessed if you don't? It has a different vibration. Yeah. And so this this little book gives you know different examples like that of how you can kind of turn something around into a more positive you know way to look at it. And uh, you know so absolutely when we're uh, doing mediumship, uh, we don't want to meditate before. Uh, because, you know, we're uh, dropping to a different state. We want to raise our vibration and raise our energy up. And uh, so there are different ways that we can do that. Uh, well, and we that's, know that- that's fascinating.
4: So, so you're saying that because I, there's two things that came up for me was one, it is interesting that with many of the um, sort of more public or more um, uh, uh, known figures that are sort of leading meditation, like whether it's Deepak Chopra or whomever that's out there, uh, John Cabot there it's it, there is a male that's there, right? There are lots of women involved in, as well, but I do find that it kind of interesting that there's that difference when what Gordon was saying, how women are often more intuitive. So, so Karen, what do you mean about this vibration dropping when you meditate? I've, I haven't heard that before.
3: Um, well, it's like when you go into a, a theta state, if you're, you know, doing uh, meditation, if you're, you know, kind of getting getting into uh, that state, you know, really when, and meditation is, you know, great because it allows us to, you know, empty the mind and calm the body and focus on our breath. And, you know, and that's connected to, you know, spirit and our soul as well. But when we're uh, when we're doing mediumship, we really want to kind of raise the energy. So you know, if we're doing it in a platform in a, in a large audience, you know, we're we're tending to try to raise the energy in the room, and you know uh, you know through laughter or through excitement, uh, through music. Often music is played to you know raise the vibration. Before we, you know, so we're trying to lift the energy in the room, um, so that we're raising our vibration to connect with spirit. Yeah. Oh, that's very interesting.
1: I mean, our our our, our bodies are so dense. You know, we're we're in sort of the densest part of our existence. Uh, and and once once we leave the body, I mean, there's a couple of thoughts I'm having here. Once this, once we give up the body, <clears throat> our vibrational level goes higher. Uh, obviously, because we can't see it at this level that we're we're in. So, you know, our, we do need to raise our vibration. But at the same time, they're working really, really hard to lower theirs enough in order to, like, actually create some sort of synchronization, it, it, not with everybody, but with, at least with the medium that they're right. trying to, you know, communicate with. And that's that's a lot of hard work on their part I- as well as ours, you know, uh, to be able to make that happen. So, um you know, the, the other thing that sort of ran through my mind is is that, you know, uh, we're talking about, you know, sort of levels of spirit and, and, and so on, anger and anger. Uh, you know, if someone was a really mean SOB prior and at the moment of death, at the moment of rebirth on the other side in, in spirit, there's still an SOB. Uh, you know, we have a tendency <laughs> don't of, don't talk ill of the dead and, and so on. And, you know… It, I'm sorry. This is about evolution. This is about us learning. And so, you know, here we're a mean person right up to the end. You're going to be mean on the other side until you have more opportunity now, faster, without the body to, to work through that. But, you know, yeah, you can attract. If you're angry, you're going to attract people that are angry because there are angry people that, that die. You know, it's that, it's that easy. Or they still have things to work out that they're going to try and communicate.
4: And and I have a I have a question about that too because uh, Gord you just made me think of this is that is that the idea of oneness if there's only one of us in terms of consciousness then this exchange or this uh, sort of communication that happens is it also a communication with parts of ourselves even though it was someone in a physical form that had a different personality does that make sense
1: What. No. <laughs> <laughs> out the hard books
3: (laughs) are we are we talking about the collective unconscious or collective consciousness so yes yes that's what i meant yes right (laughs) you know and and who knows i mean we could certainly be tapping into you know our experiences from before as well
1: um yeah and we're in the future
3: (laughs) we're in the future that's right because we know that uh You know, this world, um, you know, there's a
1: lot of thought that it's just sort of a smokescreen, right? Right. The illusion, the whole time-space thing. That's right. And that gets weird.
3: But I think it also speaks to the power of our thoughts and our words as well. You know, and, you know, if you take a look at the Emoto's, you know, w- work with uh, water crystals and, and stuff like that. I think, you know, the power of our thoughts and words can really change um, change our environment and change, you know, what happens, you know, within our realm, within our world. So I, I think it's just something to be really mindful of.
4: Mm-hmm. And it takes practice. It takes work to be aware of paying attention. You know, I think, and you guys have both studied for years. And, and I, I think... My sense is that you still also deepen your own practices. Absolutely,
3: (laughs) we're both both taking uh, you know lots of classes. You know, I was in a class today, and I know Barb, you know, continues to take classes as well. And you know, we're always learning and growing. But it's such a fascinating field, and there's you know so much to learn and know. So, and you're uh, still
1: human, and we have lots of human challenges. You know, I mean, just the whole thing of the pandemic alone is so challenging and and everybody around us is being challenged. So, you know, just just to keep that energy at bay and keep yourself kind of in an okay place is a lot of work right now for people.
3: You know, I I think the other thing, too, is, you know, Greg Braden and his work has talked about how the outpouring of compassion, um, you know, and love you know, has been able to scientifically proven to change the magnetic grid of the Earth. And in the past, before the pandemic, there were five kind of major events that, you know, have uh, been shown to change that grid. And I can only imagine what the pandemic, with the outpouring of, you know, certainly a love because it's global. It's happening around the world. It's just not one singular
1: event. What about the whole Trump thing? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, I know all that. about as well. I know that. It's like, oh. oh my God! But <laughs> that crazy person. Uh, <laughs> I don't know which which is worse: watching him try and get reelected, or watching uh, uh, the pandemic move move throughout the United States. You know, which is really unfortunate. I mean, it's yeah.
2: there's a saying: saying uh, "What doesn't kill you makes you stronger," and to <laughs> really. I think as a Canadian watching everything go down, um, on more than one level where those pandemic or politics, it's really like testing the faith and making a step back and say, like, I cannot control this. People have the opportunity to vote and to wear masks and all that stuff, but the bigger picture is the bigger picture. And we really have to, um, become aware of our thoughts and our, our mind and our actions and really uh, encourage ourselves and other people to take that step back and take a breath and to recognize what actually matters and to recognize, um, you know, I guess, energetically from my perspective um, what I can give out in a, in a, in a positive and loving way just to everyday people down the street to the person who isn't wearing the mask, to uh, the people that I teach in the classroom, to the readings I give to my family, so.
4: Well, and it, it goes back to taking a responsibility now for ourselves on a deeper level because I think that that unknown, when we are constantly looking for something outside of ourselves that is going to keep us safe or stable yes. and that, you know, sense of clinging. So this realm of opening up people's awareness and seeing that there is more beyond the physical body. It's something that we know as a society really has not been uh, supported overall. you know, it's been sort of, you know the, this very odd and again, going back to I remember as a as a child, I think my older sisters, they were we we went over somewhere to babysit, and the babies the the people who were we were babysitting for, gave a Ouija board to my eldest sister as part of the payment. And we brought it home thinking, oh, this is so cool. And my mother threw it out right away. She's like, we are not having this in the house. And and it really did get this sense of, you know, we were sitting there with our hands on the little thing that trying to make it work. But But I think that's unfortunately what the portrayal is of mediumship and having a relationship to spirit, which is really unfortunate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you certainly, uh, you know, uh, Alexia and I have talked a lot about, you know, that the, this, you know, the pandemic that's going around is so spiritual um, because it's it's all the stuff that we don't want to admit. It's all the stuff we don't want to talk about. And if it's being forced up, you know, racism, uh, inequality, like all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, uh, to say nothing of, you know, political, even, even our own prime minister has gotten himself into trouble to clean up his act. Um you know so it's it 's kind of a really, really interesting time to watch, but it 's also very disconcerting you know uh, uh, there are people trying to go back to where they were, and what we 're watching is it 's accelerating because we can 't go back
3: no I, I think we can 't go back, and I think you know hopefully going forward, it causes a shift in people to realize you know what we how we need to behave and and what we need to do and and to really work towards equality for people, and making it an equitable um, place to be. So I, I think if we, you know, can, as Barb said, uh, think about our, you know, our thoughts and our actions, and to respond with compassion, uh, then we'll be headed in the right direction.
1: Yeah, including compassion for ourselves. Absolutely, definitely, yeah.
3: and being yeah. able to people
1: see beyond,
4: well. beyond, uh, you know, the color of skin. Or the judgments, and I think that that is something that we we keep getting stuck at. You know, we continually... Oh, there's only one skin,
1: it's just very it shades.
4: Yeah, kind of like, yeah, exactly. You know, like but we just, you know, if we, if we couldn't see that, that would just, would that, hopefully that would help us on some level, right? But maybe mm-hmm. not. So, one thing I do have, I wanted to ask you, uh, Karen and Barbara, uh, what is the difference, in your opinion, between soul and spirit? Because I'm, I'm curious about that. I know different, um, you know, culture beliefs have different meanings. But what do, what do you guys, uh, how do you define it?
3: <laughs> okay, so so neither one of us are going first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why would there was a long pause? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, there totally is. Um, you know, for me, uh, soul is certainly within each one of us. And uh, so, you know, if you're asking, like, I would say, you know, what, does what my soul need? Right. And uh, so it's, it's sort of my deep knowing within myself. And I think my, my higher self, my soul knows uh, what I need to be doing and, and, um, you know, has really the answers when, you know, the human part of me thinks that I don't. Um, And spirit, uh, are we talking sort of my spiritual self? Like, I believe that I'm a spiritual being having a physical experience. Um, And and that's really, you know, how I look at it from the studies that I've done. So when I, you know, cross over, uh, when I die, I will lose my, you know, physical body and return to spirit. And my soul will be part of, my soul will be the thing that takes me into the next lifetime. I see. Okay.
1: And that's what we carry forward with. Right. Yeah.
4: And for you too, Barbara?
2: Yeah, I agree with Karen. (laughs) 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 I do feel that they are are, um, separate. Um, I find that similar to what Karen said, you know, the soul path and the soul... Uh, consciousness is is who we are and I personally I know that when I do uh, when I look at myself and reflect and I work with people through readings and such um, that is to me the the deepest part of who we are on a heart level is the soul and
1: uh, well I think there's a there's a real ethics involved you know uh, um, around having the ability to tune in on people you know Uh, that you don't tune in if you're not asked. And, you know, I get that with the school sometimes and people are training and they're like, "Ah, can I tell you what I saw with you? It's like, no, (laughs) because I didn't invite you to tune in. And then they're really like, oh, my God, what have I done? Uh, Anyway, it's it's kind of the fun part, I guess, of teaching. But uh, on that note, you know, we need to take a break here. Uh, So, we will be back in about two minutes, and you are listening to Things Worth Considering. I'm here with Karen J. Moore and Barbara Allen, and, of course, Alexia Georgiousis. We'll all be back in two minutes.
2: Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa
4: or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa.
1: Play Finding Your Frequency
0: podcast on TuneIn. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories, it is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll-free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together.
1: It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
0: Listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Vidal and Alexia Georgusis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. Hi,
1: welcome back. And you are listening to Things Worth Considering. Uh, We'd not only like to hear from you uh, via email, but also uh, to our toll free number 888. Three four six nine one four one. I'm sure we've talked about enough to uh, have brought up a few questions or ideas, and we uh, welcome you to uh, give us a call. Uh, so that's eight 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 three four six nine one four one. Now let's get back. We were talking about a little bit about ethics or or uh, proper behavior uh, when you know when people tune in on other people and, and so on. I get that. I get it. You know, it's exciting when it begins to happen for you, but there's also just you know, as I said, my my thing is, just like, just because you walked by my house and my door was open didn't mean you could come <laughs> running in the house, you know. Uh, it's just just boundaries kind of thing. Uh, so you could get shot if you do, you know, stuff like that. So uh, you know, what are the kind I, of ethics are there?
3: Yeah, I, I think that boundaries are really important, especially in uh, mediumship. And that you, you know, you don't walk up to someone and just say, oh, hey, you know, your mother, father, sister, brother is around you. Um, you know, because we have to set boundaries. You know, people are very private. And I think the other thing too is that we're here on earth to live life. So we're here to experience joy and sadness and anger and all the different That's emotions. That's
1: why I'm here. I forgot.
3: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're here to experience life in all its emotions yeah. and all its experiences. And so, you know, uh, we have to be mindful of other people in the boundaries. And so we don't read just like we wouldn't do Reiki on someone, you know, our energy work on someone unless, you know, they gave us permission. Well, we wouldn't do that either. Um, and you know, we, Barb and I have some other ethics as well. Like we read for the highest good. And so we set that intention, um, every time when we do, whether it's when we do a demonstration and we say a blessing ahead of time in front of people, um, or whether we do an individual read and we always say that it's for the highest intent, you know, to bring about healing, understanding and, and love and, right. You know, so we set that, and I I think the other one that's really important is that we will not, you know, create fear or cause harm. So, if you go to someone and they do a reading and you're, you know, scared, scared to death, then uh, that's probably not a good person to go to because you you should never be scared or fearful from a reading. Barb, do you have some other ideas?
2: Um, Yeah, upholding uh, integrity and honesty. Um, When we do readings, we make sure that, um, you know, again, we're not saying anything hurtful. Um, I think uh, I I know from personal experience, um, ethically, I've had people that I work with, for example, that have come in and and one lady most recently, she told me, um, you know, I I know that you're not going to like read my mind if I'm sitting with you right and I, I was like, no, of course not. So really, but I think that is um, a general a thought that people may think. And so um, even in general conversation, when it's explaining what we do um, on a personal level or to a friend or to someone that we may have just met, um, explaining um our integrity and our ethics within our life in general, and even how we present ourselves on personally, you know. Again, like what Gord said, we're not going and just like spitting out whatever uh, would come through. If something did, we would never do that. Um, and yeah, just upholding uh, an ethic and and uh, maturity really about ourselves. <laughs>
3: The, yeah. the one other one is not to give out medical advice. So, you know, it's your responsibility to go to, you know, the doctor, a naturopathic doctor, a doctor, you know, get medical, seek medical advice, but, you know, it's not coming from us.
1: No, diagnoses are not allowed. You know, I think the other one too is, is that uh, all people are equal without judgment. You know, Absolutely. To be allowed to, uh, you know, sort of touch on their spiritual journey and, you know, uh, to make judgment around that is just horrible. Um, I know that there are some really bad mediums out there that do stuff like that. They scare the hell out of people. They tell them medical diagnoses like, "Oh, you better be careful of your, you know, your breasts," and I mean, and the people are just feel so awful afterwards, you know, uh, or they're just terrified afterwards. And I think I think those people should be like booted out of the business, you know, or at least sent back to uh, to uh, Stansted and back to ethics school um, <laughs> around mediumship. You know, it's like those. Those are just wrong.
4: Well, and yes. I think that also it, it goes back to, like I've seen, you know, clients that I've had in practice where they will say, you know, my lab work is fine, but I feel something's off. And and this is why I think it's very important for people to develop their intuition and get a sense of what does that mean exactly. But, you know, going back to your point, Gord, is that, yes, when there's a, a sort of a boundary that that seeking someone else's um guidance or advice, but especially when it comes to medical, that is that is not okay. And because we know how powerful any suggestion or a seed that's planted, especially fear, can just start to, you know, permeate someone's awareness that the fear, you know, to me is like a magnet that starts oh, to yeah. attract other fear thoughts. And, and you know, this is why I think the work that you guys are doing is great around helping people to uh, also work with their own intuition because I, I really do believe that a lot of people are curious and they're 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 not sure how to trust that in themselves and I think you know there's a lot to me around again being very grounded because I find that sometimes I'll, I'll um, you know meet certain people that are more in the kind of spiritual world but they're they're not grounded so it's like they're not really able to sort of uh, be in this in this this world in a way that that aligns uh, and not, not meaning, you know, like sheep following the masses, but it's almost a little bit too far out. And it's, it's just, and it's not a criticism. It's just an observation. And it, it could be my own, you know, judgment and bias. Right.
1: You know, no. so, people, so people, if they suspect that they have the gift, uh, the ability, I just trumped on my own words here, uh, the this ability is, you know what are what are some ways that they would you know be able to sort of weigh against how do they know that spirit might be touching them?
2: Um, I I know um, again I always go back to me personally because that's where I get my information from um, and a lot of the of the things that I've experienced as well again as have heard from others is um, things like uh, feeling a shift in your energy um, feeling that tingling um, during a conversation or when you're thinking of someone, um, yeah, just having that shift in energy really, uh, as well as synchronicities, uh, that happen, um, in life. I, you know, so many times people will say, I'm seeing certain numbers or I'm seeing, uh, the same thing or the same animal or the same, like a butterfly, for example, over and over again, what does this mean? And, uh, we just refer them, uh, back to like, what is the awareness in those moments? When you see those numbers, when you see these, these uh, symbols, what, what is your, what is your thought? Um, What is your feeling? Are you thinking about something or someone? So um, yeah, just really having becoming aware of, of that. And again, that goes a lot of personal awareness. You can get gain that with meditation and sitting in the power and all that stuff.
1: Yeah. So. With mindfulness. So many people miss it. They're like, oh my God, I never even saw that, or it's been going on for years and they, they've just never sort of correlated that, you know, that equals this, you know, kind of thing. It just skips them because they don't think, we don't think that way. Oh, someone's, someone's knocking at the door, except it's not really a door, you know? <laughs> uh, the dime thing, listen, I can't tell you how many dimes I find. I'm like, I don't spend that much money. Um, that that I, I there's dimes all the time all over my place, and it wasn't. And then a friend, he started to get it all over his place, and it's like we realize that yeah, we're getting little knocks on the door that just says we're here, you know, uh, and hanging out. In this case, it, for him, it was his, his brother had passed away, uh, you know. So it was kind of kind of interesting. I'm still getting them all over the place, but I got so many people that are on the next <laughs> of life, as they say, uh, you know. At least I know I got a welcoming party.
2: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> if I could say one, one thing about um, you know, the, the moments that make you pay attention is that I think talking about the logical mind before and how that kind of plays over um, the spiritual aspect of us a lot of times, um, having that open mind that what you're going to receive or things that you're being shown may not be logical in your mind. So just having an open mind is really important because the spirit whether it's somebody's past, whether it's your guides an angel, um, just a un- that universal connection, th- it will show itself to us in so many beautiful ways. And if we're only looking for that one thing, we're going to miss everything else. So Absolutely. just
1: an you
2: know, mm-hmm. open mind is a big thing, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah if we're <laughs> always looking for the one, you know, the, the, the one boat, and it looks in a certain way. And meanwhile, there's like this, you know, giant cruise ship just ran over us. Uh, <laughs> and was like, uh, what happened? We get so... Uh, so fixated on what we think things are supposed to look like that, you know, we just lose the whole fun and mystery out of the whole thing.
3: Yeah. I just just wanted to add to that and just say that, you know, sometimes, you know, spirit will shake you to awaken you. And, you know, I I had kind of an aha moment, uh, you know, early on where, you know, I was a school principal driving to work and I you know, was driving to work on a snow day and everyone else was at home. And uh, I I was kind of calling out saying, I need help. Like, is this all there is? And a red fox ran in front of my car and I went, you're sending me a red fox? Like, I have no idea what that means. (laughs) And And the next day I went, I was going to a woman who was doing some energy work with me and it was a very healing session. And I asked for her card and the name of her business is the red fox. And I-
0: so That's great.
3: I just think, you know, there are times that there are moments that make us kind of wake up and go, wow, you know, what else do I need to know? Or what am I missing uh, in the world? So, sometimes. Definitely. And I like, like- how,
4: I like how you, you're, you're both um, saying that it's basically if someone sees something, it's up to them to explore it that it's not necessarily an interpretation that's coming from someone else. Because mm-hmm. I think that's where often we, you know, it's easy to get into the idea that, oh, this is the guru that knows everything, knows me better than I know myself. And I think that that is not okay. We're, you know, allowing people to have their own interpretation and validate it for themselves, because um, this is where that inner stability comes from. Exactly. Absolutely.
1: So let's let's just jump ahead head here just a little tiny bit, um, and that is you got a class coming up next week.
0: So next we Wednesday,
1: uh, you do. You are zooming with the best uh, at uh, Transformational Arts. It's it's with our Zoom, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's exactly what we've been talking about. But you're going to actually work with people uh, who sign up for the course, right? It's a three-hour mini, uh, mini workshop.
3: We are we're pretty excited about it, so really, all people have to do is have a curiosity, an open mind, and sit in the comfort of their own home on zoom and uh, we're going to get them involved and uh and practicing so it'll be a lot of fun we're really looking forward to it
1: yeah well i know you're you're a fun teacher uh uh, I've watched you teach my classes, so. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> uh, the, you know, the, the, uh, can anybody come? Is, like, is this really open? Anybody
3: can come, any level. Uh, so if you're new and you've never done it before and you want to give it a shot, then we'd love to have you come. And if you've had a bit of experience or you've, you know, had some uh, things happen and, uh, you know, really, it's it, very open to anyone. We'd love to have you join us.
1: Yeah, it helps to kind of, you know, have have people that really know to take, take some of the uh, demystifying, you know, there's so much this myth around it, and, and that's what builds the fear very often, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and get just really clear about it. So, so then people who, who want to take the course, they will need to register and pay. Um, it's not a freebie like this was. Uh, we thank you, ladies, uh, um, for yes. coming and sharing your knowledge. Uh, uh, to, to get in touch at uh, TAC, at Transformational Arts. Dot com, and uh, that's so July the 29th, Wednesday at 7 pm to 10 pm. Uh, you can call 416 454 to uh, order tickets or at TAC at com, or even at uh, info at spiritgrows.ca. Uh, so, you know, get in touch, Coming out and see these ladies. It's $40 Canadian, uh, that includes HST. That's a deal. That's a deal. It's a
4: real deal. Sounds amazing. <laughs> Sounds amazing, Including
1: guys. 13% GST. Uh, yeah, it'll be well worth it for three hours for you guys. Definitely. Definitely. You can't even go to the movies for less than that. Uh, <laughs> not if you're going to get popcorn or all kind yeah, of
4: Yeah, two people. <laughs> <right>?
1: <laughs> now, next week, uh, we have the pleasure of interviewing another instructor Ah, uh, Sebastian Glass, and he's kind of almost in a follow-up here with you. Uh, he's going to be—we're going to be talking about psychic guidance and protection. So, not mediumship, but at the psychic level. Uh, that I think where people are going to get a little scared. Uh, also, we wanted to remind you of our Compassion Circle every Friday night at seven o'clock, and that's a Zoom. Also, uh, the password on that is three one four seven eight three, and the meeting is eight eight zero. 379386. Everybody's welcome. It's free. We do a meditation, a talk. And sometimes we even see Karen there and Alexia <laughs> and myself. Uh I'm your host that night. So it's only 45 minutes long. It's just a kind of a nice way to let go of what's happening throughout the week. So uh ladies, thank you so much. Uh look forward to your class next week. And keep doing the good work, you know. Um uh, <coughs> We need more people like you out there. So, Alexia, thank you so much. Good night. Thank uh, you. Everybody out there, have a great week. Stay safe, stay well, and we'll see you back here next week on Things Worth Considering.
0: tuning into things worth considering please join your hosts Alexia Georgiousis and Gord Riddell for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m pacific time and 8 p.m eastern time on the voice america empowerment channel this week think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are